0: Everyone is who they are already, you know. I I am who I am. I'm designed to do what I am designed to do. Uh, you know, they tell us as we grow up, you can be whatever you want to be, but I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's I don't think that's true. I think we're made to do particular functions based off how we're built, based off our souls, based off the way our mind works, et cetera, and so on. And so, yes, we're building a body. We're building a body. And 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 if you look at if you look at the world. The entire world is a part of that body so the next so the real question is how do you create order
1: empower you podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners we discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic cultural and societal perspective we believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you. Welcome to Empower You Podcast. My name is Kidboy Boy Cooper, and I'm so glad that you all are here listening today. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Day and we got a really awesome interview coming up here, um, and I'm going to tell you just a little bit about it uh, before we get started. So today we're going to be talking about the truth about Juneteenth. Now, if you're not aware, Juneteenth is a very, very special holiday for African American people uh, here in the United States, and we're going to talk about the history behind it and some of the uh, some of the 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 more controversial uh, thought-provoking ideas about Juneteenth. And we have with us a really special guest who is an incredible thinker, incredible leader, um, and who's doing a lot of work to try to further the the identity of blackness, of black pride, of identity as a whole within our youth. Um, his name is Adrian Curry or Mr. Curry, you can call him. and he is the leader of ALC and we're really happy to have him here to talk about the Juneteenth event we'll be having here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So if you're in Indiana, you need to come check out the Juneteenth event. So, Adrian, Mr. Curry, how you feeling, man?
0: I feel great. How are you?
1: I'm good, brother. I'm good. I'm and good. Glad me. to be here, and glad to be here with you, man. I'm glad to be here as well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yes, it's not only right. So, um, let's get into it, man. Let's 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 talk about this. You know, um, first, what do you do? Tell me about uh, what you're doing with ALC. Um, tell me what the Art Leadership Center is all about, um, and how you know uh, how that's been affecting you, and and how you came up with that idea.
0: Well, the Art Leadership Center is designed to systematically develop Renaissance scholars and artists with a global conscience that embody five wells of leadership: well-read, well-spoken, well-dressed, well-traveled, and well-balanced. And it's all about developing a Renaissance leader to serve the community.
1: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. That whole idea of being a renaissance person. I mean, that just sounds very sophisticated, man. You know, you hear about that kind of stuff. But um, here in, you know, the 2000s, you know, 2001, 2020, we don't really think about ourselves as being renaissance people. You know, we think of that as being like kind of a long lost type of a uh, uh, human or individual. Um, but I love that you're bringing that back in and you're also bringing that to the to the to the young people. Uh, what what have you been doing? What did you what gave you that impotence to start uh, this program?
0: That's a great question, man. Uh, well, I was a young boy. I was approximately 15 years old, but after studying a lot of history uh, many of the scholars uh, that have come before us have presented at the Weiser Park Youth Center uh, different facets of the greatness of Africa, of indigenous peoples. And we were able to, Well, I was able to be a part of the Mayat Youth Group, a program growing up, I was a part of Dono and Tawaso and also Sable Academy. And that was really the precursor to the art leadership center realistically because I was able to learn more and more about who we are, where we're coming from, and where we're going. And so that's pretty much the motivation. I was a part of uh and Tawasa, which was a percussion theater. And I was teaching the steppers and dancers. Uh, Mr. Ira Cadley was teaching the drummers. Miss Camille was working with the spoken word artist, et cetera. And that's what gave me the initial idea for percussion theater because we had done it before. Yet, uh, I just continued to teach stepping for a long time, and so it took a while before I actually launched the Art Leadership Center, and that was three years ago.
1: Okay, awesome, man. That sounds really cool Like to to have experienced a program that was life-changing for you and then creating something that would model that, but in your own way, to then keep that ripple effect going. Uh, You said a couple things I want to clarify for anybody who's listening and who does not know. One, you said the Weiser Park Center. You got to tell us where that is, what it is. Uh, We are here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So tell us who maybe are not aware um, what the Weiser Park Center is. That's one. And then you said stepping. Some of us may not know what stepping is. I know what stepping is. But maybe some of our listeners do not know what stepping is. So tell us what stepping is and what the idea of percussion theater is.
0: Fantastic. Well, I'll tell you this. The Weiser Park Youth Center is on Hannah Street, uh, essentially Hannah and Eckerd, but the nearest intersection that you may know is Hannah and Oxford uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's in the heart of the city, if you will, uh, Southeast, but but very close to downtown. The Weiser Park Youth Center was a place where Afrocentric energy was allowed to develop. It's the epicenter of culture in the city. Okay, and it's been like that since I was a young boy. I mean, I was maybe 11 or 12 when uh, the concept of studying who we are and in, 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 in developing a knowledge of self started here at the Weiser Park Youth Center. So that's 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 Weiser Park in a nutshell. It has a lot of evolution, a lot of history and a lot of key players, such as uh Akan, who really brought about Juneteenth at Weiser. And then you have Miss Annette Page, who's been the custodian Uh, for the past 10 years, right? So ultimately, that is where I started teaching. Well, I started teaching Stepping at Morehouse College. That's where I I pledged and I learned an awesome style called G5. And I brought it to the youth center and that's when I started teaching the first youth. And uh, it was from there that I was inspired to begin to take it to another level and and teach leadership through this art form. Yet uh, Stepping, if I could describe it, and it's and it has a lot of it's a lot of pieces to it uh it's an ancient indigenous american art form okay uh and this art form has evolved over the years but originally it was similar to a rain dance but in this case it's more like a war dance if you will very serious um if you go back into the, the late 1800s uh there's a face that we make it's called mugging right and that was a part of mimicking those who would come to try to burn our schools down so that was another piece of the evolution right but it's a high impact high energy art form in which you mug and you 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 mug at your quote-unquote enemy or those who are trying to harm you or affect you and you make a stance and you hold firm ultimately and so that has evolved from war to uh, 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 keeping people from away from our educational institutions such as Morehouse College into competition, competition. So now it's on a larger scale to where people aren't necessarily preparing for war, <laughs> but they're preparing for battles, right? They're preparing step battles and, and you know, we're slapping, there's, there's things we hold, they're called blades, right? Uh, we make our hands real tight, of course. And these blades, we strike ourselves as if we are the percussion instrument. And so that's the beginning of the percussion theater without drums. We have our bodies, we have our hands and, we make it happen so that is stepping in a nutshell
1: it's powerful I've seen it done um, I've been a part of it and it's really exactly. really cool what is Juneteenth you know what what is the the you know we, we got a picture of what you're doing with the art leadership center and um, you know kind of what your background is and what inspires you what molded you as a young man um, so what what is is Juneteenth and how does that carry into you know the work that you're doing
0: well, that's a, that's a great question. Um, it's a very it's a it's a it's a deep question in a sense, because there's so many layers when it comes to Juneteenth. Well, when it comes to the Art Leadership Center, it's always been about developing Renaissance leaders, developing a global body, etc. So the idea has always been to bring people together. And so Juneteenth is a unification factor. Okay. So that's how I like to operationally define Juneteenth as, in, as a unification factor, okay? But when you get into the etymology of the word, you're getting into the concept of this deity. Uh, and this deity is, is affiliated with Zeus and I believe it's his sister and wife, okay? Uh, but it's dealing with Zeus worship actually, and then you get into the it's dealing with the ten, Uh, And that takes things to another level. But that is what we're dealing with when we say June. But obviously what took place, it's not that we're worshiping this Greek goddess or this Greek god. We're more so focused on what took place in 1865, somewhere around Juneteenth, right? There was no official day okay and so what took place in 1863 was the writing or the proclaiming of the emancipation proclamation by abraham lincoln and now he is the president of the union at the time and he's freeing these quote-unquote enslaved peoples okay and he's freeing them all across the quote-unquote united states yet in the confederacy he didn't have much jurisdiction and so once he proclaimed our freedom many people in those bordering states were unaware that they were allowed to be free now some even some actually will say that there was a messenger that was sent to let everyone know but he was killed on the way right he was killed on the way and so uh you know whether that was the case or not or you know the the slave the slave masters just didn't want to allow the indigenous peoples to leave at that time so they could get their last crop right their last uh bit of cotton their last bit of tobacco right we know that a man by the name of uh general gordon uh, and he went to, to the south and he let them know that hey you guys are free and he made that official announcement
1: so i did not know about the 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 alleged messenger who was yes, sent yes. to to uh, to notify all the neighboring states? I did not know um, about that, uh, which I think is very very interesting, and it makes sense. Obviously, it makes sense. Yes, you know, yes, that's sir. a huge financial and cultural divide that happened. Obviously, the Civil War, many of you know, uh, uh, was was a, a, a source of great contention. Um, and it also was a, a huge financial shift that was happening. Um, I don't think we can really discuss, you know, um, slavery and the Civil War without understanding the financial implications of such a, you know, proclamation as the Emancipation Proclamation, which would, of course, you know, lead to some resistance in notifying your then <laughs> <Right>. alleged <laughs> slaves or or you know, so called slaves that they were indeed free to go. So that's really great um uh, a ten thousand foot view of what Juneteenth is. And so one of the things that i notice, you know we've gone through all the stuff with george floyd Uh, we're still going through being polarized on many different levels uh uh, residually and one of the things that you'll hear people say um, is is why do we focus on these things these traumatic events these holidays that um, highlight in and, and draw focus to the oppression of black and brown people or the um, tradition of slavery or institutional and systemic bias why do we keep drawing attention to that what what why is it important um, or rather is it important for us to acknowledge Juneteenth and uh, why what would be your reasoning
0: Um, for its importance? I think that it is, it's very important to commemorate those parts of our history and other parts of our history. Obviously not just the trauma, but also the things that are great. And I think Juneteenth serves as a platform for us to be able to gather not only for us to educate ourselves and commemorate, but also to heal ourselves and celebrate ourselves okay um it's a time for us to be able to organize as well the the thing is although this is juneteenth and we're celebrating freedom we're we're still celebrating the idea of freedom you see Uh, we're not actually free because when you deal with a jubilee you're dealing with a land allotment or some type of land inheritance. And that is what we still have not received so that we may be able to operate as an independent nation. And so right now, that's what we're focused on. And those are, this is what we've been through. This is where we are. And this is where we would like to go. And so that's ultimately what Juneteenth uh, celebrating is all about, you know, coming together to discuss things, to learn more, to heal and to figure out, hey, how do we make this thing better? How do we solve some of these issues, right? And so I think it's a unification factor. And so that's why the theme this year that the Juneteenth Collaborative came up with is unity in the community. And, and I'd like to argue that that is the theme every year.
1: If you are not a part of a, of a group of people who've been through something, Um, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you're not black, maybe you don't have a strong connection to the oppression of black people, and you're listening to this podcast. It may be difficult for you to understand the importance of acknowledging what you've been through. But I want to put it to you like this. Imagine you have lived in a house your entire life and that entire house or part of that house caught fire and you have restored the house as best you can but there are still elements that you'll just never get back from the fire now if you never acknowledged that this happened to your home it would feel really awkward because it obviously happened and so when you're thinking about Juneteenth or things that involve black history, I want you to understand that the acknowledgement of trauma, the acknowledgement of abuse, the acknowledgement of wrongdoing to you um, or even in your background or in historically, uh, it's very important for the, the moving forward and for the growth of said individuals and the communities that they serve. And if you hadn't noticed, You know, um, black and brown people serve in many, many capacities in the United States, and they have since, you know, the inception of the United States. And so if any of you are involved in service, um, then you understand uh, the, the realities that, you know, you have to acknowledge those who serve you. You have to acknowledge those who have been in service of the community. And by acknowledging, you continue to grow that 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 community that we all benefit from. And so, you know, while you're listening to this, I want you to just listen with an open mind and really understand where we're all coming from and why this is such a great uh, celebration and why you should come down and enjoy the positive uh, experience that uh, we'll be having at the Juneteenth celebration. For myself, I didn't really learn about Juneteenth. Like my mom was a black history buff, right? But I didn't know Really about Juneteenth until a little bit later in life. So when did you start celebrating Juneteenth?
0: Man, I think it was maybe two thousand one, two thousand two. Okay. I was I was a I was a small boy. Uh, been celebrating for a long time now. I didn't know that it that a lot of people didn't know about it while I was a part of it. Okay.
1: That's why, you know,
0: that's why I say I, I was blessed to be a part of the Weiser Park Youth Center and for, for these great leaders like Kwe Kua Khan to bring that to us, uh, to the children at the Weiser Park Youth Center. Uh, Miss Zanette Page, Ms. Camille Curry, Miss Costella Mack were, were also highly influential. Uh, Chief Kondra Ridley, uh, was influential in teaching. I mean, just growing up, I had a lot of those influences. Miss Diane Rogers, she was she would drum and do the African dancing, et cetera. That exposed me to a lot. Miss Kelly Hicks would sell African jewelry, et cetera. Growing up, that exposed me a lot. Brother Kevin Muhammad would, 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 would be there with the Nation of Islam, and they'd teach their principles. So I, I was exposed at a very early age to not just the study of it, but the practice of it. You know, I got to see us gather those people that were relatively conscious, at least uh, they had the cutting edge at the time. The, the uh, It was at the cutting edge of, of knowledge at the time. This was really pre-internet before the internet became really accessible in our hands, you know. Uh, so I started back then and, and I didn't realize that that was during that time. Those were some of the first Juneteenth celebrations in the city. I didn't know that. Uh, be, prior to that, it was a, it was some there were some programs, and I think the precursor because Juneteenth is about pulling people together in, in unity. I think the precursor was the Harambe Festival festival with Miss Joanna Icegold. And so we'd, 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 we'd have a parade, we'd gather, etc. But it wasn't specifically Juneteenth yet. So I believe it was approximately 2001, 2002, where uh, those ideas were presented and we start building, we start learning about it in the classroom first, and then we began to build stages and, and have acts and made it an actual celebration within the community. That's awesome,
1: man. I, I didn't so I didn't I'm not from Fort Wayne, you know, I'm from Gary, Indiana originally. So, um, we definitely there was no, you know, uh large black history festivals or let alone Juneteenth or anything like that that were going on in the city. Um, so I think it's interesting that, you know, Fort Wayne was doing that. You know, I think that's really dope. Um, and it just shows the the resilience of black and brown people and of our determination to um, to really tell our story and to take ownership of our stories and of our heritage uh, in order to create more pride and, and more, uh, more, more excellence. And so I, I just think that's all really, really awesome, man. And I'm, I'm glad that um, that tradition exists here and it, it, it absolutely needs to be, there's just so much, you know, I think there's a lot of confusion about, who and how we need to be as people and i think the first way to establish who you are is to know who you are which involves knowing your history and where you come from and 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 what you've been through and uh that acknowledgement gives you a lot of information about yourself so um i think that's that's really dope man i didn't know like like i said i'm not from fort wayne so some of these things I'm like oh wow y'all was doing this way back then huh that's that's awesome it says way back then it's like 2001 right so that's like that seems like a long time ago man 20 years man
0: it was so different back then so it seems much longer you know yeah. with because of the technology and and quite frankly now that we look at how Juneteenth is being set up this year it's so much different it's so much development and, and, you know, I'm very grateful to be able to stand on the shoulders of those that have paved the way. And some of those names that I, and those are a few of the names of people that are, have truly paved the way. And so the position that I'm in today, uh, as, as steward ultimately of Juneteenth, uh, that, that isn't lightweight. These, these are trailblazers. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. So I'm just hoping that I can make sure that it's it remains uh it's in first of all, make sure that it's in good hands and that we take care of it properly. And so in this year we we've included the entire community so that it's it's truly in all of our hands. And now we are we are the African American community, we are the custodians of the event. We are the official custodians. Now before we were not, even though those trailblazers led the way it was under the banner of Parks and Recreation.
1: Today is the day and now is the time. If you have a good idea, good intentions, and are looking for a way to get audience and to get your great message out to the world, I encourage you to start your very own podcast. You would be surprised the amount of folks who are waiting to hear your content. My name is Kid Boy Cooper, and I have been an audio engineer for the past seven years years and i am offering one-on-one coaching to help you get through the beginning stages of creating your very own podcast please reach out to me and let me know how i can help you my email address is empoweryoupodcast@ at gmail.com. We offer one on one coaching, a live masterclass, and even a 10 module course that will take you through the entire process of creating, producing, and distributing your podcast to your very own listeners. This is a great avenue to connect with your audience and to connect with people who are in need of your voice. Again, reach out to me at empowerupodcast at gmail.com and let Let's get your podcast started today. So one of my questions that I have down here, and I was kind of going back and forth about this, but I think it's relevant. What is the biggest realization that you've had about Black history, about what we're not doing with Black history, about, you know, because we've had some missteps, right? You know, we can all you know, point the finger at, you know, white people or anybody else you want. But the reality is, as a community, we have dropped the ball on certain aspects of, you know, uh, of empowering ourselves. So what would be your biggest uh, realization or the, the biggest problem you think, mm, I don't want to say problem, the biggest opportunity for us to get better uh, within our own community as far as how we look at Black history and how we celebrate one another? What would, what would you say that would be?
0: Well, I think one of the things that we run into is calling ourselves Black, ultimately. Mm. And I think what that does is it strips us from who we really are. The Black is the blacking out of the true identity, And uh, when it comes to being Black, it has nothing to do with the color of our skin. Many of us are very much so brown or copper colored. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like as you see in the 1828 dictionary, Noah Webster's, that's his his first dictionary. You'll see that an American is, is describing the indigenous people or the copper colored people found here by the European. And so when you begin to develop a knowledge of self, you begin to understand that, yes, Yes, we have. We were all in Africa, but many of us were right here in America. And, and I think that is one of the issues that we run into when we celebrate because there's a merging of people, okay? But there are distinct identities all at the same time. And so when you, and when you begin to realize, even within the quote unquote, black community here in the Americas, you have to realize that Africa itself is a continent America is two and a half continents, but the world is not set up based off continents. We are nations and tribes. So the the truth of the matter is, what nation are we truly celebrating, right? What tribe are we truly celebrating? Because maybe within a nation, there's many tribes, right? Maybe different tribes agree on certain concepts and don't agree on certain concepts. So it's not just a big, thing where you say okay we're celebrating the fact that we're black or the fact that we've been through a similar trauma right that wasn't always the case but it's the loss of identity that has led us to say you know what we are very similar and although we don't know our specific tribe names uh, some of us do not right this is this is what we're going to do to bring ourselves to restore ourselves back to health and so I think one of the most uh, one of the more glaring things that I've presented itself to me is that, oh, we're not Black, you know, or or, or or we're not African. Because when you say that, you have to ask yourself, which nation? And then you have to ask yourself, which tribes? And okay, many people will say, well, we're West African. Well, I've been to West Africa, and even within the West African peoples, they're very different. If you look at the Akan or the Ashanti, right? Uh, these people are in the same exact country and they don't identify with each other necessarily. Uh, or you look at, uh, you go to Sierra Leone, you have the Timne or the Mende, or then you go to Nigeria. And the Nigerian most certainly doesn't think he's Ghanaian, And the Ghanaian most certainly doesn't think he's, he's uh, 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 from Togo or Benin right? Uh, and, you know, the, and if you look at all of Africa, the Ethiopian sure doesn't think he's the Kenyan and the Kenyan doesn't think he's the Sudanese, right? So you begin to realize that indigenous peoples are, we're not all the same. And I think that that is where uh, we hit a brick wall, a brick wall many times when we're trying to bring about unity.
1: Mm, that's a really great way to put that. I think that's, a, I think that's, that's the truth, right? You know, black people, um African people, indigenous people, they're not monoliths and they're all different things. And so you know I, 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 I hear what you're saying, you know, this idea that we can just lump us all together and expect everybody to be okay is sometimes you know, or is often um, you know missing the point. you know what would you think what do you think is the solution for that? how, how do we address one another? How do we, Um, acknowledge one another's unique differences without um, minimizing the individuality of of where we all come from?
0: Well, I think that to acknowledge each other's differences is critical. To recognize the beauty in each other. I believe that the many different tribes and the many different nations uh, across the earth is a part of the beauty of life and 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 it makes it more enriching right so it's just more about acknowledging our differences recognizing them and celebrating them it's okay that we're not all the same uh you know it's okay that all the plants aren't the same right <laughs> you know even if they look alike you know you might think an apple tree looks like an orange tree but they produce a different fruit right so it's, 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 it's more so, I believe, about addressing and, and, and recognizing those differences and being open to sharing uh, about who you are ultimately. And I believe in Kuji Chagalia, self-determination, you know? And, and so, you know, allow that person to say, hey, this is who I am. And 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 you embrace that and say, you know what? Well, how can I learn from who you are? What do you specialize in? What's your functionality? Well, I wonder how that fits with me and what we do, right? Because we realize, and I'll and I'll do my teaching here like I usually do, we're building a body, and that's what the Juneteenth Collaborative is all about. That's what the Art Leadership Center is all about, right? But specifically the Juneteenth Collaborative. Okay, we are coming together doing different things, right? We have different functions, right? Different organizations may focus on, you know, one organization may focus on dancing and teaching through dance, et cetera, uh, similar to what I do. Someone else may focus on uh, the empowerment of women in our community. Someone else may focus on uh, healthy eating, et cetera, and so on. Someone else may focus on clothes, right? So, you know, that's a good way to show, well, since that's the fruit that you produce, how do we bring it together so that it enriches or it helps the orgus body, right, of a community or the world? And so, if you speak of nations and tribes, we are speaking of the world and not just, you know, locally, etc. So, I think that's how you start. You 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 celebrate those differences and you you figure out, uh, you know, what is that functionality. What is their functionality, and then we can move into okay. Uh, this is how we this is how we connect, and this is how we heal. In other words, this is how we can work together.
1: That's great, man. That's. I think the way that you said uh, we're building a body. I think that is a very, very important um, perspective to have. You know, every body in the body is not meant for the same purpose. And that is very uh, normal, and we accept that with everything else except one another. <laughs> and so, it's it's it is very important. Um, I, I think that's just a great analogy. You know, we're building a body and inviting each function to do what it does best without having it to make it something else.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Everyone is who they are already. You know, I, I am who I am. I'm designed to do what I am designed to do. Uh, you know, they tell us as we grow up, you can be whatever you want to be. But I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's I don't think that's true. I think we're made to do particular functions based off how we're built, based off our souls, based off the way our mind works, etc. And so on. And so yes, we're building a body. We're building a body. And 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 if you look at if you look at the world, the entire world is a part of that body. So the next the, so the real question is, how do you create order?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? How do you create order?
1: Well, I think order can happen more naturally when people accept that um, their function doesn't have to be someone else's function. Yes, sir. You know, uh, I think more times than not, egos are what cause division. Um, And for myself, you know, and just in the the work that I'm doing, you know, I'm trying to make sure that my ego doesn't need anyone else to be small in order to feel great. My ego doesn't need anyone else to be lesser or different or the same in order for me to still feel equally as relevant and important, you know, because I know I bring value to whatever room I walk into and each one of us does. So there's no reason to fight over that
0: value. You know,
1: I think that's
0: I, I, I love that you say that because I tell people all the time, you know. You may not decide, consciously say, you know what? I'm an elbow cell or 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 I'm a toe cell. I'm, I'm the pinky toe cell, right? You know, but I tell people, if you stub your toe, I bet that entire body sits down, right? You may not want to be the nose cell, but I know that you would want your nose to function properly, right? And so no matter if you are one of those... Uh, uh, major systems or not of a body for instance you may be the cardiovascular system or the nervous system it it doesn't make you necessarily more important than say the cells of the knee right the cells of the bottom of the feet right they're all equally important because if one of those cells or any of those cells or systems are compromised then the entire body is compromised wow that's that's really great man
1: so what what way can our listeners engage with juneteenth um how can they give how can they show up um if there is just one listener out there who's like you know what i want to check this out i've never been to a juneteenth event i didn't even really know what juneteenth was prior to this interview with kid Boy and mr curry so i kind of want to see what this is all about is there food is there music do
0: i buy things what happens I wanna, I wanna give a brief history of how we got to this point so you can see what you are to expect this year because there, there's a big shift that happened this year, okay? Now, and I'm gonna say it uh, relatively quick because I kind of gave you the history, how it pretty much started, the precursor with Joanna Icegold, uh, Kwe Khan. Uh, make bringing it to the forefront. And you had Mr. Eric Hackley actually before Kwako Khan, he actually held block parties, et cetera, for, for Juneteenth. But moving forward, you had you Khan, you had Zanette Page for 10 years. Her last year was 2019, okay? That was the last year Parks and Recreation, specifically the Weiser Park Youth Center, hosted the Juneteenth celebration, okay? Covid nineteen hits, like and like you brought up just a second ago, the civil unrest hit, right? Black Lives Matter, okay, and so people hit the streets, and and so now people are more interested in learning about who they are, and they're more interested in culture, and so with Wiser Park no longer hosting the event, people are looking for it. Okay, they're looking for okay, where can I where can I learn more about Juneteenth? Where can we celebrate? Oh oh, Wiser Park, you're not having it. Boom, six different organizations create events across the city, okay? Uh, ladies building together uh, with, with Miss Brandi Collins. You had Rail Holman uh, with uh, a Bigger Than Us Inc. You had Sheena Green with Black Women of Excellence. You had Dave Thomas, Mr. Dave Thomas at the Health Hut. You had even a, a celebration at Keller Williams with Mr. Caleb Ellington. And these were all people looking to bring about some healing last year after the civil unrest took place here in the in the city. So to start off our history, I had been in, to start the conversation off of what they could expect for about three years. Uh, well, we always knew the torture would be passed at some point, but missing that page and I had been speaking about it as I continued to work at the Weisberg Houston I had worked there uh, t- teaching dance and step while I was contracted there for two, uh, for. Uh, over 15 years, but the last two, three years, we were speaking about how we wanted to transfer the celebration over into the community, into the hands of the community by way of the Art Leadership Center at that time. Now it is through uh, what we've we've been able to create the Juneteenth Collaborative. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about that. Because this year, instead of uh, us at the Art Leadership Center saying, hey, we're just gonna go ahead, throw a Juneteenth event, we know the torch was being passed, it was in our court, we've had the conversations, you know, I've been there, you know, my entire life, paid my dues, etc. That wasn't the spirit of the time. What ends up taking place is all these different organizations host an event. And last year I was able to, you know, meet with their leaders and they were graceful enough to uh, to, to meet with me and we were allowed and they and we were allowing ourselves, quite frankly, to adjust the times of the event so that the community wouldn't be divided. And so we brought everyone together. Okay, by making sure the times in overlap and we all decided that we were gonna support each other's events. And so that was the precursor to what's taking place this year, going back to that body. So what am I getting at here? I woke up, I had a, firing, a fiery burning sensation in my soul. And so I called those people, those leaders who hosted Juneteenth last year. I said, hey, would you like to do what we did last year, come together and, and, and do it as one? And, 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 and they said, yes, let's do it, you know? And so I said, okay, we're gonna have a town hall meeting. And so, you know, we scheduled the town hall meeting, but still that sensation was still in me even more intense. And I said, ah, I need to call the elders. I need to call those who have celebrated the event for all of these years, not just those who are interested in celebrating it now, of course, right? And and even if they, you know, were interested before, but there were certain people that were there every year, making it a beautiful thing in Fort Wayne to be a part of, and really laying the foundation or really creating those roots. And so I, I made those phone calls. I called so many elders, over over 20 elders in the community, uh, and then there were leaders. And I said, well, I can't skip out on the organizations that I think naturally would like to be here or I know have been affiliated with it in the past. So I, I made those phone calls as well. Long story short, Mr. Kibway, we were able to bring together over 35 organizations with 70 members in approximately two and a half, three weeks. Wow, man. So, yeah, I wanted wow. to give you that story. It's, a, it's big.
1: <laughs> That's incredible, man. That's a feat to get everybody at the table like that.
0: We, we got a few, you know, and there's there's so many other people, but, you know, it was a, it's a start. It's a start. And, you know, and, and so that's what that's the foundation of this. And so I, I, we posed the question. I said, hey, do you want to have a unified Juneteenth celebration? This is not Mr. Curry. This is me asking the community at this point, you know, those leaders of the community, especially when it comes to this cultural event, how do we want to go about doing this? So this is setting the foundation. So we were literally. And, oh and so and so i also said okay how do we how do we want to distribute the weight and and we decided that we were going to break out into five subcommittees and in that very meeting we broke out into those subcommittees and by the time we got to the next meeting we had chairs and vice chairs ready to lead the way and so this is the beginning of us putting on an event so we were literally loading the ship while simultaneously planning the event and so everything's at once and so you know i just wanna i just want to take the quick, a quick moment here to thank all of the players, including yourself, who've last minute, you know, we reached out (laughs) last minute and said, you know what, you know, and and most of the players in 11th hour said, you're going to make this happen, you know, uh, uh, yourself and many other people, many other leaders in the community. And we really appreciate you. We appreciate all of them. And I just want to make sure people can hear me say that because this year, we have put together a week-long work that we starting June 13th with the Elders Jubilee. This is an unprecedented event in that we are honoring our elders. These are nonagenarians, these are 90-year-olds who have served the community, and we are, being, we are able to honor 90, I'm sorry, we are able to honor six of them Although 17 were nominated. And so that will take place at AME Church tomorrow, I'm sorry, that's Sunday. Okay. June 13th. Okay. So so this is the big kickoff. Oh, and guess guess what else? Oh, it's it's, this exciting news. This is breaking news. It would also be proclaimed to be June. June 19th will be proclaimed to be Juneteenth Day across the city. Okay, oh, so the will wow. take place tomorrow at the Elder Appreciation Event. So that I mean it's being hosted by Miss Tara Brantley. So that kickoff is, is going to be beautiful at AME Turner Chapel, June 13th, 2 to 4 PM. Tickets are on event right. Now I'll just kind of kind of quickly go through the, the few events that we have just to kind of give you an idea of what we have going on. So then on Monday we have uh which is which is uh, sowing seeds with Mr. Ty Simmons and 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 Smiley's Garden Angels uh, over here on Tillman Road next to Fellowship. We're gonna pull up our sleeves, man. We're gonna get in the dirt. We're gonna garden together. We're gonna show uh, co- cooperative uh, economics, if you if you will. We're gonna show working together. We're gonna we're gonna literally uh, serve the people. Serve. Uh, our community together, okay? And so it's just gonna be a great example of working together. And Mr. Ty Simmons, he's gonna spearhead that uh, with Human Agricultural Cooperative. And then you have on Tuesday, which is June 15th, it's The Power of Black Economics to really talk about the details of cooperative economics. How do we share the dollar? What's the importance of the coin, credit, and currency? And ultimately, ultimately, uh, what order can we create Okay. What order can we create? What is the law that can re- that we can create? It? And and one thing that is law is to share the dollar amongst ourselves because that generates power, of course. And so then you have on on that Wednesday a Freedom Fest, a celebration of remembrance, Miss Kelly Hicks and in Ur- an urban update, uh, which will be held at the uh, Health Hut. They will be showcasing various local artists, and we want to uh, just show everyone what we have out here. So. It doesn't matter what you wanna do, right? Who you are and and, and what your art form is. It is all important to the building of a healthy body. And so we wanna showcase that from six to 9 p.m at the Health Hut on Wednesday, two, June 16th. Then we have June 17th, a Lawn and Learn. This is a discussion. We just wanna bring up some issues in the community. Um, many of the issues similar to some of the questions you've asked in the interview, and we want to discuss them as a community. How? What are the solutions, etc.? that's taking place at the Urban League on the lawn? Bring a chair, uh, bring, a, bring a nice drink, right? Bring a pen and pad, bring a notebook. Let's discuss some of the problems and some of the solutions. And since that will be, relatively tense right we want to lighten things up on that friday which is under the tent right under the tent you can come out uh there's going to be afro caribbean music we're going to celebrate we're going to dance there are going to be alcoholic beverages which is very very different for juneteenth but it's a 21 and older event and it's a time for those who aren't necessarily steeped in the culture but but understand having a good time and coming together. And this will be a great introduction into that, uh, into Juneteenth, okay? And so there'll be Neo Soul, Reggae, and just some good music. It's called Under the Tent at Ayaso uh, Grill and Creamery on Heston Castle. And that will be actually from 9 p.m. If I'm not mistaken, I'm sorry, from 8 p.m. to midnight. So that's gonna be some fun now. Here goes, all of that to say this, and I appreciate you giving me the time to say it, right? (laughs) It's all good, man. (laughs) All of that to say this, everything will culminate. On June 19th, Saturday, June 19th, we will be setting up the park from 8 to 10 a.m. That's McMillan Park, okay? At 10.30 a.m., we will be meeting at Weiser Park. And this is a symbolic, ceremony that's going to take place called the passing of the torch ceremony that will not happen but for many years until the next torch is passed, right? Until the torch is passed again, I should say. This is going to be the elders passing the torch off, not only from Wiser and Four Wayne Parks and Recreation, but from the elder generation to the young, younger generation and the quote-unquote Black community becoming the custodian, the custodians of the event. This is going to be a major a symbolic event that's going to take place from 10 30 to 11 o'clock. At 11 o'clock, everyone who's a part of the promenade, all the businesses, all the dancers, there's skaters this year. Uh, we have the Corvette Club joining us. We have the horse and carriage, Mr. Stevenson joining us. We have different teams. We have different hair salons. Optimistic is supporting and joining us. We have so many pretty handsome. We have so many different organizations that said, hey, we're going to come out and support the uh the promenade and show our solidarity as we line up in what I like to call the central nervous system. As we line up in a serpent-like fashion, right? And we get in order. That's at 11. M. And so at noon, once everybody's in place, and we're all gathered, we're gonna go to the starting point. Leaving Wiser, and this is the symbolism. We leave Wiser and we start at Warsaw and Oxford. Okay, now this is the, this is the street that has the most brick and mortar Black-owned businesses in the city. This is the true heart of the quote unquote African-American community. And so we're gonna start at 1230 sharp. We're gonna start off chanting and playing our music and we're gonna pull on the show starting with Optimistics right there. That that, that, that organization has been a community for many, many years holding it down. And that's where we wanted to start. We wanna keep on going down. We'll touch the Utopian uh, 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 restaurant and uh, Brown Lee's who's been there for forever supporting our people. We have to. We couldn't just pass it. We couldn't just go down hand and then turn left on Oxford. No, 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 no. We, we, we couldn't skip them. So we want to hit all those, all those uh, black owned businesses going down Oxford, unique cuts, including uh big mama's kitchen, the Yule Wilson Center, uh, the Oxford Association. And, and, and we've asked for everyone to come out, sit on, sit in front of those businesses, bring your family, bring your friends. Okay. And, and the cool thing about this, we call it the promenade because we're going to be showing off the best of us. We're going to saunter down the street, right? in some Cultural style, right? And this year, once we pass uh, any organization, or once we pass you in that promenade, we love for you to hop in line, go ahead and hop in the back, and, and join us as we march all the way to MacMillan Park to prepare for opening ceremony at two p.m., uh, uh, which which is the main jubilee. And there, and this is and this is the last bit of fun I can present, right? You have the Mac Fest. You have Austin Mac, who's going to be over at the uh, uh, basketball, the basketball courts hosting an all-star game, and Mr. Res Gold is going to be supporting that as well. You have, you have. Uh, an an elite all-star game for young ladies, an elite all-star game for men, young men, as well as a three-point shootout contest over there. You're gonna have a fun corner for children with bounce houses and and popcorn and and, and the different activities in that corner. And then most, not most importantly, but the main uh, uh, presentation is gonna be on the big stage which is gonna start with, once again, the opening ceremony. And then from 2.30 to 4.30, there'll be various acts from local artists. So we're really excited about that. At 4.30, I will, the Art Leadership Center will go on stage and we'll perform and then pretty much do our closing ceremony. And at 6 p, I'm sorry, at 5 p.m, Music Lovers Lounge will start playing music. Okay, so we're really, really excited about that. And I know the band Mimosa is gonna be there also, and they're they're outstanding. So just some amazing local talent. And uh, once again, this is our first year doing it this way. And so, what to expect? We, 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 we have an idea, but we don't truly know completely. So this is really exciting and we appreciate everyone for supporting and, and, and everyone, we would appreciate everyone coming out. Um, all information and i'm sorry i know i've been a bit long-winded here but to get it all out all information can be found on the juneteenth fort wayne 2021 facebook page if you'd like to support financially to help us with tools and supplies you can donate to our gofundme that can be found on that page if you'd like to be a part of the promenade you can sign up there up into the uh, up into the day before we just have to make sure we have the order uh if you would like to be a vendor, that, that opportunity is closed. Uh if you're really, really serious about it, reach out. Reach out. You know, we, we love our community. And if there's a space, hey, we'll make it happen. And 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 also volunteering. There's a there's a place to sign up to be become a volunteer and we need as many hands on deck as we can get. So I just want to uh I just want to thank you for allowing me to share all that information.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, that, oh, what's yeah, going man. on? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great, man. It sounds like a a blast man it sounds like a blast i'm really excited about what you guys are doing i think it's fantastic um and it's like you said you know this is the first go round. you know it's it's always hard to start something creating the momentum is the hardest part and so you know um it's a brave thing to bring new ideas and new initiatives in a way that has not happened before that's 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 a, that's a big task, and so to see so many organizations put their heads together to make something like this happen, it's just a real feat. And I, and I'm glad that you guys are doing that. It's 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 awesome, and I'm I'm proud to say that I will be there, uh, and that you guys are doing it. You know, some of these folks that um, you've mentioned, I know, and so it's 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 really great to see um, so many leaders really really taking taking the time and the effort to really create something it's 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 just great and so um you know obviously i really want anyone listening to this to come check it out whether you're black white um hispanic burmese um, yes, yes. all the in-betweens <laughs> mixed and everything else come yes. check it out because if there's nothing else you know you'll receive a lot of really great energy which can really you know change the trajectory of your life just being around environments that inspire you and it sounds really inspiring right and um i hope to see you there you know and again Go to the Facebook page. All of that information is going to be in the show notes for this episode. So whatever you're listening to this episode on, I want you to go into the show notes and click on the link. And then after the episode is over, you can go ahead and sign up whether you want to be a volunteer. Maybe you have no idea what to provide. You just want to be a part. You just want to help carry chairs or, or whatever helps, you know, go ahead and sign up. You know, the, the 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 hardest part is gathering the courage to start something new. And um, these folks are going to give you an opportunity to volunteer and to really see the work that goes into it so that next year you know how to to to, to participate. Um, and it's always a good thing to serve and to figure things out before, you know, you jump all into it. And these organizations have been serving, and so it's great to see them all spring into action. Um, okay, so... I cannot let you go without a thought exercise. We do a thought exercise at the end of every single show, uh, every single podcast episode, and um, I really want to get a thought exercise from you. So while you are uh, getting that together, I'm going to quickly talk about some services that I provide, and then we'll come back to you and we'll do a thought exercise, okay? Okay. All right. All right. So um, for any of those out there, any uh, businesses or aspiring entrepreneurs, if you have a service or a product or a life experience, a skill that you want to share, I invite you and I implore you to start a podcast. Podcasting is an industry that is not only exploding, but there's multi-millions of dollars going into the development of software programs and platforms to support audio-only content, which allows individuals to connect on a very intimate level with with influencers, with brands, with personalities, and with one another, podcasting can be both healing and really provide a service. And that is what I do with my program uh, where I teach you how to create impact and income with your podcast as I have done for myself and my clients. So I invite you to go to workwithkidboycooper.com and go ahead and get on the calendar and we can talk about how to get your podcast started for yourself for your business, uh, maybe even for your loved one who you feel like has a book or something like that, that they really want to get out into the world, we can help you do that. Now, I will say this, you know, my services, my programs are not cheap, uh, and they're not free, but uh, we really do work on getting our clients results. And we've had an amazing time working with different uh, individuals and businesses to create a lot of impact and uh, to create some income for themselves as they impact, heal, and promote their message into the world. So if you're interested in starting a podcast for your business or for yourself, go ahead and go to www.workwithkibboy.com and let's go ahead and get you on a call. You don't have to buy anything, but At the end of the call, at least you'll have a real clear understanding of what you need to do um, and to get to the next step. Even if you don't work with me or work with us, um, it just would be a really great opportunity for you to get some real instruction on what to do next. Because I want to see you on podcasts. I want to be invited on your podcast. I want to invite you on my podcast. I think it's a great opportunity for us to all really create connection and impact. So, again, that's www.workwithkibwaycooper.com. Dot com, and I would love to talk to you, okay? All right, Mr. Curry, are you ready with that thought exercise?
0: All right, I got a, I got something that our, our minds can percolate. All right, right,
1: let's do it. Let's do it. The floor is yours, brother.
0: Well, you know, I think I'd like to leave the people with something that brings about us coming together. And one of the things that we've talked about with the Juneteenth Collaborative and such great minds coming together and such powerful spirits and energy is that it's not necessarily about the program, it's about the people. And so what success looked like for us and what it looks like for us, not only within the Collaborative, but the entire orgus body uh, of Fort Wayne and the world, quite frankly, is learning how to work together, okay? And so success is us working together all right ultimately learning how to be compassionate towards one another and forgiving ourselves for our transgressions okay and forgiving others for their transgressions because many of them stem from suffering and we want to we want to be able to see that in each other and allow and that and that's the starting blocks for healing and so i'd like to say that the race is not just for the swift but for those who can endure. And so I'd like you to think to yourself, do you have the ability to endure? Do you have the ability to hold your brother's hand, your sister's hand, your mother, your father, et cetera, and so on, and hold firm and work together as one, no matter the transgressions, right? When the kidney is sick, you don't get a, you don't, you don't, you don't, don't, The the other part of the body doesn't take the place of the kidney. You don't just throw the kidney away. You have to work on healing the kidney, right? You can be mad at the kidney. Oh, kidney, you've transgressed, right? Oh, kidney, you failed me, right? (laughs) But we wanna figure out ways in which we can heal the kidney, right? We wanna focus our energy there. And so uh, the problems that we are faced with are, 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 are not so much negative as much as they are alarms to let us know that something or someone or some part of the body needs attention and focus, okay? So sometimes you might hear that squeaky wheel and you might say, oh, they're just being negative. Well, no, they probably need some oil, you see? Uh, And so I just want to leave the people with the idea that the race is not just for the swift, but for those who can endure. And so if we can meditate and take a deep breath and allow ourselves to connect with our source energy with the Most High, if we can allow ourselves to see ourselves as one with our brother and our sister, no matter what they look like, obviously birds of a feather flock together. But we need those different types of flocks to join as well. What does that look like, right? So the exercise i like to do is to build the body with the people. OK, with the idea of understanding that the thought is the concrete and the manifestation of the thought is the action. And this is how we can hold firm in our mind so that we can do the things necessary to come together. And so this is what coming together looks like if we look on a microscopic level, on the atomic level, we find these the fundamental unit of matter, which is the atom, which in chemistry, it's one hydrogen. and. If you look at the Bible, you start off with a man named Adam. And if you look at the most powerful civilization they say is Egypt, whether that's true or not, we know that Atam Ra was the most powerful deity. And so we start with Adam. And so I say, an Adam is alive in its own right. And If you look at the periodic table if all of those elements are atoms, and they have different attributes and, and, and characteristics and they interact in different ways. So they have different chemistry. Okay, so what am I saying? Well, all these different atoms come together to create larger bodies. And so I wanna build that body with you. And I wanna, I, I, I want you to envision it with me. And, and if, if we can change this from a thought exercise, right? And you wanna write it down and make it uh, 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 you can, you wanna transcribe it, that's fine by me. But the atom, let's build. The atom comes together with other atoms to make molecules okay molecules are alive in their own right h2o h2o two atoms of hydrogen one atom of oxygen create that molecule which is alive in its own right has a mind of its own c6 h 120 6 which is glucose is sugar uh it has a mind of its own it's a molecule it has a mind of its own it, it, sugar will tear you up right diabetes people know this okay so just to give you an idea that as we build these bodies they're alive in their own right as we go up atom comes together to make the molecule. The molecules come together to make the cells. The cells make the tissues. The tissues make the organs. The organs come together to make organ systems. The organ systems make organisms. We are organisms and we are coming together to create organizations. But the first organization, we know is family, and these families come together to make tribes and the tribes they make nations and the nations make empires and the empires come together to create the kingdom of heaven that is on earth and that is ultimately what we're building brick by brick and the juneteenth collaborative is just a start okay just just a few of the bricks maybe just a few of the foundational pieces but you see once you build that kingdom of heaven that is on earth you realize that earth is a planet and planets come together to create solar systems And solar systems make galaxies, and galaxies make the universe. And the universe is said to sit inside of one atom because that atom is 90% space. And so I hope I worked your mind or exercised it to a certain degree. I hope that you remember that the race is not just for the swift, but for those who can endure. And what we mean by enduring is holding arm with our brothers and sisters throughout the traumas. And we wanna make sure that we stay connected and we have resonance and we have adaptability, like a, an adaptogen, right? We want to make sure that we can bend and form with the with the with the changes of the time and the things that strike us, that would like to do harm to us. But as long as we are together, we are like a bundle of sticks, as opposed to one stick. Very difficult to break. So thank you, Mr. Kidway. I hope that was thought-provoking and, and, and <laughs> That this was, was nice. great, man. That was great. <laughs> did y'all catch all
1: that? I hope you did. He dropped a lot. He dropped a lot. But I think the 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 last analogy is is the 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 truly impactful one. We are all far more easy to be broken when we stand apart than when we when we hold on to one another and and we contribute to a larger thing. Um, and if there's anything that you want to know about Juneteenth, it's the fact that. You know this is an opportunity for us each as atoms as individuals as singular things singular entities we can come together to create something truly special and we invite you to come on down and see and feel what that is to be a part of something truly special and collaborative that's a great thought exercise man thank you so much
0: I appreciate you and, and, and the hope of each event is for us to uh, learn how to build that body in a systematic way so that we on a subconscious level all begin to understand how to build properly so for each day we'd like the events to follow a concept of why you know why why we are right what we are how we are which we are where we are when we are and last but not least whose we are. And we are children of the Most High. Let us build the kingdom.
1: Absolutely. Man, thank you so much for coming through, man. Um, You all, again, the, the link for the Juneteenth event and the entire week of events will be in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this... Go ahead and click on the show notes and come down. I want to see you there. Empower You Podcast will be in the building. Mr. Curry will be in the building. There will be plenty of other organizations that are worthy of your recognition, praise, and uh, your 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 thankfulness. You know your good energy, your vibes. Just bring your smile down there and see how many you get back. It's going to be an incredible event. I'm very honored to be there, and I hope that you'll be down there as well. So. Um, we're going to go ahead and close this one up. Mr. Curry, is there anything else you'd like to say?
0: Well, you wanna you wanna know what the Juneteenth Collaborative is all about connecting leaders and organizations that embody a collective conscience toward community welfare and events locally and abroad. And so on behalf of the entire Juneteenth Collaborative and also the Art Leadership Center, our student leaders, I want to thank. The Empower You podcast and you, Mr. Kidway. thank you so much for all the work you're doing out here. And, and like I said, in the 11th hour, bringing us to the forefront and making sure people know about Juneteenth and the significance of celebrating our past, present, and future.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, man, for being here. Thank you so much. And I'm glad I could be a part, man. Truly, truly. So, for all of those listening, thank you all for listening. Again, check out the show notes and I will see you at the Juneteenth Festival. Okay, y'all. Take care of yourselves, be kind, be connected, and I'll talk to you soon.
0: Peace. Right now, peace.
1: Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.